And um, then my mother passed away a few years after that of uh, drugs and alcohol. I was six. Gotcha. Wow. At the time, mm. she mixed pills and alcohol. Right. And um, then my father moved us all around from <sighs> here, Massachusetts, to uh, Connecticut, to Texas, to Arizona, back to Texas. I have a book out there called 10 Homes in 11 Years, and it's all about that time. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I encourage you to follow us on our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle The Audacious Pod, or or if you head over to our YouTube channel and tap that bell down below, ding, 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 you will be connected to all great things Audacious related. Now, we talk a lot about adversity and challenges on this podcast and with good reason. It's truly part of, of the human experience and something that we'll all experience at one point or another, whether we want to or, no, or not. Tough times are painful and they're difficult, but the most important things we can do for ourselves is to find our way through them because on the other side of that, those painful experiences is where our greatness lies. Today's guest is Charles Smith. He's a former U.S. vet. He knows this very, very well. He's lived a full life and experienced much pain and grief starting at a very, very young age. He went from losing his parents as a little boy to dealing with, the, with being homeless to substance abuse issues to surviving a suicide attempt. He managed his way to make his way through all of these painful moments and proudly stands on the other side of his adversity as a father himself. Get ready, folks, for the super powerful chat as Charles Smith is up next on the Audacious Living Podcast. Hey, Charles, thank you for joining me here today on the Audacious Living Podcast. I really, really appreciate you, you taking time out of your schedule to be here with me. So thank you for this. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's really great to be here. Thank you. Um, you know, we, we, yeah, you know, we, we spend so much time on this pod, podcast. You know, we're encouraging individuals to, to to live their best audacious lives ever, and and sometimes uh, that involves a little bit of boldness, right, and stepping out. And uh, sometimes for some individuals, uh, uh, there, there's there's things or obstacles or boulders in our path that that impede or make that more difficult. Uh, but uh, and, and we'll we'll have a chance to hear a little bit about your story. But certainly, uh, the ability to overcome adversity 
and get past troubling times. There's some true value in that. And, and certainly your, your, your childhood and upbringing and all that you went through in your life sort of speaks to that a little bit. So I wonder if, if we can just sort of start off just kind of giving a nutshell in terms of sort of what got you to this point, which are where you're at now. Yeah, sure. Um, my life started out uh, amazing. My um, my father owned multiple nursing homes. Um, I should have had the greatest legacy. And then one day he lost it all. And then um, we don't know why. I've actually become a PI over the years and I've done research and I still don't know why. Mm. It just shows that it's changed hands. Right. Um, and I've, uh, actually, I'm just turning down my phone. I didn't realize it was on. Nice. <laughs> nice. And I, um, yeah, it, we just lost everything in one day. And, um, my grandfather built us a duplex, which if I could see through this wall in front of me, I could see that duplex. Mm-hmm. And um, then my mother passed away a few years after that of uh, drugs and alcohol. I was six. Gotcha. Wow. At the time, mm. she mixed pills and alcohol. Right. And um, then my father moved us all around from <sighs> here, Massachusetts, to uh, Connecticut, to Texas to Arizona, back to Texas. I have a book out there called 10 Homes in 11 Years, and it's all about that time. In my and why, why, why the move so much? Why, why, what, was, what was happening there? I think he was looking for work. I see. Yeah, yeah. and um, Trying to figure it out. He had health issues, too. He okay. was 30 years older than my mother. So he was um, 60 at the time. Gotcha. Which, going back uh, 40 years ago, isn't 60 now. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, then, uh, yeah, we lived on a Navajo reservation in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was a chef out there. And then um, he was a chef at a college out there. And then we moved to Van Horn, Texas, where he passed away. We lived in a um, shack, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It was a really run-down house. Um, I remember we, uh, me and him shared a bed. And our clothes were in cardboard boxes. We, our bathroom floor was concrete. Right. Our... Um, our couch was a uh, a booth from a restaurant, you know, just to paint the picture. Right. Yeah. No, no. You know, um, our TV stand was a uh, a TV, you know, like the the TV trays. And, yeah, and I remember waking up one one morning. My father was making coffee. Right. And um, I woke up and I could see him outside the the door making coffee and I had this really eerie feeling going on 
And I went up to him. I hugged him. I said, Dad, I want to stay home from school. Mm-hmm. And he um, he just said, uh, no, you missed too much school already because of the moving. So I went in my bathroom, shoved my finger down my throat to show that I was sick. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I went back to him. I said, look, I'm not feeling good. I, I want to stay home. And then he let me stay home. We went to the store after dropping my sister off, who was a couple of years older than me. We dropped her off at school. And he passed out on me in the store. The store clerk knew him and knew that he was a diabetic and gave him um, orange juice, which helps to uh, level the sugar level out for a diabetic. Mm-hmm. And it um, got us home, and then he passed out on me again at home. Wow. And I ran over to my neighbor's house. I knew that my neighbor's wife was home. She didn't work. Right. And we rushed him to the hospital. And I was there holding his hand, and that's when he passed. Wow. Yeah. And you're how old at this point now? 11. 11, wow. Yeah. Yep. You're older than my son now. Wow. To be yeah. able to, yeah, to, 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 to have to manage something, uh, of that nature at such a young age is, is, is difficult. How, how were you able to sort of navigate through that so young? That's a good question. I, um, from there, I, I remember just like from the, from the hospital to that's, that's a blank from the hospital to like, um, where I met up with my sister is like a blank. I don't know what happened from there, mm-hmm. but I know we uh, we went to my sister's best friend's house, stayed there until my um, my grandfather sent my uncle down from Massachusetts to Texas to come and get us. And then my uncle brought us back here to uh, Massachusetts. And when I came back, I was pretty much a recluse. You know, I um, my sister told me I didn't speak for six months. Wow. Yeah, and I I totally forgot about that too. I um, I when I was writing ten homes in eleven years, I um, asked her things to put in the book and she told me that and I was like blown away because I totally forgot so 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 Charles when did the healing occur or did it growing up because there has to be some form of of healing right like you go through we we go through traumatic uh, situations and circumstances and we need our, our time to recover but if you're saying to me six months of no speaking, when did that opportunity to get better take place for you? Growing up, I really don't know if healing did take place. Okay. Um, 
I found a group of friends that that became like family because I pushed away the family that I did have, the right. blood family that I did have. Um, which was a terrible mistake on my part, but you know, I um even even with my friends, I had multiple sets of groups of people that I hung out with. Right. Because if I lost one, I had another. I see. You, you know, and that was even subconscious. Yes. Right. It, like at that point, I had um, I had a backup for my backups. Sure. Well, you'd you experience know? you'd experience significant loss already, right? So yeah. I understand that. I understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then um, my main group of friends and I we began drinking and smoking cigarettes around 13, 14 years old and smoking pot and all that. And, you know, then um, as I got older, I barely graduated high school. And I um, started hanging out with one of my cousins who was the bad boy. Right. You know, and he, um, he was doing crack cocaine at the time. And so I was doing crack cocaine at the time. And then I... Um, Charles, who who at this point after you lost your father, who was your caregiver? Was it your grandfather? My grandfather and my grandmother were my legal guardians. Okay. And my mother and my father, or my aunt and my uncle, were my... I lived with them. Right. So, Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so you 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 now get into drugs in your teens, right? This is what's that's what what you're experiencing at this point. You're struggling through school. You, yeah. You, yeah. You know, is there is there are you are you seeing a trajectory for your life at this point, or are you not even caring about that? I'm not even really caring about that at that time. I was just doing what I was doing with my cousin, you know, and um. Then it got time, you know, when I was like, I graduated high school, I tried postgraduate at um, my tech school and feeling miserably at that too. <laughs> and then my aunt told me, you know, get out, get a job and don't come back, which is, right. you know, what I would have said too at that time. And I went out and I joined the military. Mm. Yeah, and and so so the military. Interesting. Military is very is very structured. Is now very regimented. That wasn't your life prior. How 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 was that? Did it help you or aid you or what? Did how was the impact on you being in the military? That was my detox. Um, Basic training was my detox and AIT, and that that was horrible because. of the strain on on me mentally and physically, you know, I um I really I had a couple of good good friends in basic in AIT that really pushed me and really helped me through that. That I, you know, I don't think I would have made it through if not for them. 
what was difficult? Help me understand that. Like, what part was it? Was it again? Was it the structure or was there? Well, it was just uh, it was the structure, but it was also like the um, the strain, like the um, the phys- the physical activity, because I was really skinny at the time right. because of the the crack cocaine and the alcohol and the the um, you know everything got you got you <laughs> yeah you know, and and the mental part because i was like what am i doing here right you know what the hell did i do to myself <laughs> <laughs> you it, 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 it almost kind of saved you in a sense is that fair to say at the time yes yes yep yep and it saved me as far as the addiction aspect got you. yes because even though i um, it began my healing in a lot of ways, let's just say. Yeah. And I, I did actually start helping people in the military. I became mm-hmm. a, what they call the um, boss representative, better opportunities for single soldiers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. What, what other positive things came out of your military experience? Um, I learned what I was capable of. Hmm. And it was a lot more than I thought it was capable of. <clears throat> and I, I can see where that surprises yourself, right? Like you, you, when you get pushed to do things that you don't normally aren't pushed to and you achieve them, right? You're like, wow, I, I can do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. And, and, and you were in the military for how long? Uh, three years active, five years inactive, ready reserves. Yeah, yeah. And so, when you when you sort of walk away from your military experience, what's the most sort of profound thing that you or biggest lesson that you think uh, you 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 took from that? I think the biggest lesson I took from that was um, that. You know, I I was uh, more capable of, you know, capable of more than I thought I was. Definitely, right. yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. Yeah. So, so you know, the the military experience ends. Are you now sort of feeling you have a sense of where your life is going at this point? Because before you didn't really think about, you didn't care about it. Um, yeah. Coming out of the military, what what's your what's your outlook on your life at this point? I didn't really, I wish I knew. Hmm. I didn't really know. Right. Um, I was in a, uh, I was in a um, tank accident when okay. I, when I was in the military. And I think that really um, affected more than I thought it did. Now I know that I have a uh, traumatic brain injury. And um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, because of that tank incident. And I didn't realize I had it before. And um, I think that that affected, like, why I got out at the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Uh, I I got out and I I started doing security work and this and that. And then... um, and then my uncle and my grandfather got sick. Okay. 
and um, they both died wow. in 2001, um, um, a month apart from cancer. Wow. Yeah. So that's, so that's a big blow again. So now you're here, you go again, dealing with more loss, right? And yeah. More, but it's, it's not just, you know, it's, it's loss, but I don't want to just minimize any loss because these are key individuals who are influential in your upbringing. It was like losing my father all over again, twice. Mm. Mm. You know, I was losing my father all over again and then losing my father all over again. Right, right. You know, so it was like getting hit by Mike Tyson twice. Right. <laughs> One, you know, once and then a month later getting back up and him hitting you again. Right. And and, and it's fair to say that you probably weren't fully up yet after the first loss, right? And exactly. You're, no, you're still recovering, aren't you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that put me in a really, really dark depression, like mm. the darkest I've ever been in. Mm. And um, I began like cutting on myself with razors mm. just to feel something other than what I was feeling. You know, just it was weird. I I seen a friend of mine doing it, and as mad as I was at her, you're right. It gave me the idea to do it myself. Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then I um uh, I eventually tried taking my own life because I was so upset. Sure. You know, and. You know, I, I, I tell people now, like, you know, that was 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Right. Not all that long ago, really. No, no, no. And my no. son is 10. Right. You know, you, you do the math. You know, if I succeeded back then, he would never be here. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, and not only would he have not been here, but I wouldn't be here talking to you. Absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a seven, eight, nine time author. <laughs> right. You know, I wouldn't be working for one of the greatest recovery companies in the world. Right. You know, a um, aware recovery care. You know, and um. There's just so many things that wouldn't be happening if I succeeded. Right. Right. There's a phrase that we we talk on this podcast oftentimes about outlasting adversity and how important Mm -hmm. it is that, you know, you know, we know that over the course of our lives, challenges, setbacks, you know, misfortune, they're all going to happen at some point. No one's immune to it. Um, And so uh, it's important for us to sort of outlast adversity because on the other side of that is sort of where the greatness lies. And so um, Uh it's essential when you talk about your journey what you had to go through that's 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 really you know what it was um yeah. so you outlast adversity and you look at what's on the other side you've got your son that was on the other side yeah. of adversity right and so yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the attempts of trying to take your life and all these sorts of things you needed to get past that yeah yeah the video is on here the videos this is going to be video right yes absolutely hold on joseph here 
I'm going to do something I haven't done in any uh, podcast. Okay. This is a this is a, this is a, this is a first. Is that what you're telling me? An exclusive? This is, this is a first. <laughs> hey, hey. So this is living proof, man. This Good is luck. living proof. Good looking young man, cute kid. Thank you. Look like your father. I can see his nose. <laughs> Got your father's nose. <laughs> because you're living proof that if you outlive adversity, Amazing. that. Yeah, you know, because Daddy tried to tried to hurt himself twenty years ago, and if I did that, you wouldn't be here. So, yeah. Now I'm the screen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, so, 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 so Charles, you know, th- thank you for sharing that moment. It's very touching. Um, You're welcome. But, but I do. There, there, there's so much truth to that, and and so why again? We, we've got to push past those bad moments. I want to congratulate you you for doing that because mm-hmm. on the other side, again, that's where the true uh, greatness lies. Um, uh, talk to me about the sort of getting through that. So you 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 weren't successful uh, on taking your own life. What what what's next for you? Because now you're still managing loss. You're still dealing with the key figures no longer in your life. W- 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 what's next? Well, af- after, um, after like, would, that, that the, would that be the moment things turned around, or was there more more to come? After that attempt, I was homeless. And um, then I, that really opened my eyes because I, I seen other veterans that were hurting just as much as I was. Right. You know, um, and especially in the homeless shelters and on the streets, I seen so many people that were hurting as much as I was that. Right. I felt the need to make a difference, mm. you know, and then I, I learned about PTSD. I learned that I had PTSD and that was significant because once I learned what was going on with me yes. over the, all, all this time, you know, because all this time I, I, I knew I was different. I knew I, I had something going on, but I had no right. idea what it was. You know, all all this time I I felt empty, but now it was filling up. Right. You know, and once it once it once that void was filled, I knew what I could do. You know, mm-hmm. and then I began like um getting the pieces back together and fixing my life um, and putting my life back together Yes, and um, you know just that's when I, I was writing starting to write programs Right, I, I started making programs for um, places like Veterans Inc. around here right and um uh addiction recovery places and then those programs those original programs turned into books 
Right. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's so much value in being able to take your experiences and turn on and, and helping others with them. Like that, 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 I, I got to tell you, Charles, that's huge because, you know, in the moment where you're going through your challenges, you're, you're not thinking about the impact, how you can help others, but now that's exactly what you've done. Hmm. It's amazing. Congratulate. That's a big one, right? Because sharing our Thank stories, you. you know, being able to share our stories and use them to positive impact other people, it's, it's enough can't be said about that. And so, and it's interesting yeah. too, you had to, you had to get to the point where you're almost a rock bottom to kind of see your purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. man. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, um, having the, the power to change your life and the power to um, change someone else's life. Right. You know, like right. each podcast that I'm on, if one person listens to those yeah. and takes something from that, then, you know, my job is complete. Mm. No, that's, I think that's how I feel. No, it's a, that's a, it truly is a powerful statement, Charles, because, uh, um, you know, we, we all have a message. We all have a story. We all, yeah. our lives do hold purpose and have meaning and significance. And so when you get to that point where you realize yours, and oftentimes, Charles, that, that significance is connected to how we can impact other people's lives and make them better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And and you've you've clearly done that. You've clearly, yeah. clearly done that. That's amazing. Um. Uh. So so, I guess you never saw yourself being an author, right? That's got to be a wild experience. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never seen my well, almost never seen myself doing that. Years ago, I wrote um, I wrote uh poems. Okay. Yeah, which turned into. A lot of them turned into songs when I was in bands. Okay. Long ago. Yeah. And um I bit back before you could uh self publish. Mm. It was gonna cost me like ten grand to publish it. Right. I was right, like, right. nope. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, like nope, I don't have the money for that one. Right, 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 right. No, I hear you, I hear you. Um it, it, there, there, there's so much again when i reflect on your story there's so much uh, of of it, we even like even think about the concept of just you know accepting what comes you know like because again the thing that life is going to give us and being able to ex accept that right and uh i know for some you know they want to push back or but you you, you have to there's, there's a certain level of acceptance that you've had to deal with it right especially when we talk about your loss you've had to deal with that mm. Yep, yep. And uh, you know, that that's what took the longest time was um having to deal with it. I remember the first time I I had to talk about it. I became a uh I became a certified peer specialist. And part of that training was having to talk about your story. Right. And I had to talk about it for the first time and I broke down in tears yeah yeah and i was like um you know i was i was just so upset talking about it but as i kept talking about it it got easier and easier and easier and now i can talk about it on a daily basis i'll get to that in a minute <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, world of a father's life is ever done. I love it. I love yeah, it. February vacation. You gotta love it. No, amazing, <laughs> amazing. No, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, uh, listen, Charlie, I just, I just think your, you know, the, your story is incredible for just a bunch of reasons. Um, again, the we talk about the outlasting adversity from the very beginning. How significant that is for us. The difference that we can make uh, in the lives of others by by sharing our stories, uh, and then even the process of recovery. I wonder if you could talk about what 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 that looks like generally. Like if you're if you're going through if you're going through a situation, uh, and you, and obviously to get through that, what does the recovery process look like? Well, I, I was just talking about that with um, the whole team that we work with. Uh-huh. Your whole life is your recovery. When when you're um, when you're in recovery, like uh, it's not just you know did the person drink today? Did the person um, think about drinking today? You know, it's did the person have a good day today? Did the person mm. um, you know, have a good day at work. Did the person get into an argument with their spouse? Everything pertains to recovery because yeah. if they had a if they had an argument with their spouse, that could lead towards a relapse, recurrence. You know, if um they had a great day with their spouse, then that could lead to a you know, a great thing in their recovery. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody goes to AA or NA. There's no right. cookie cutter approach to um, the way that people re- are in recovery. Like me, I'm 30 years in recovery. And the first time that I, I heard of AA and NA, I was 20, 20 years in recovery. You know, and you know, so it it just we we all have our own method of doing it, and we all have our own method of um supporting others, right, and you know that's just the way it is, yeah, uh, but i I think that um, like coping skills, mhm. You know, we all have to find our own way. Right. You know, like I, I can, I can teach somebody my coping skills. Sure, it's gonna be but different. if they don't, if they don't work for, if they don't work for you because they're my coping skills, then they don't work. You got to find your own coping skills that are gonna work for you. That's a really good point. It really, really is because you know we're all different. We all react differently situations. We all respond differently, and mm-hmm. uh, and so to use what works for me may not do anything for you. Right. And yeah, so yeah. It's important to know that. Um uh the the, the other part of, of and, and sort of coping is and for some, the idea of not sort of cutting, you know, not covering things up, right? Because that happens times where people cover things up and ignore them, pretend that they're not there. And and, and yeah. Charles, you know as well as I do, that approach is very short-lived. It's only gonna grow, fester, and manifest itself and manifest itself in a, in, a, in a far worse way down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And the more we cover it up, the more, you know, the bigger it's going to be when it does manifest down the road. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. I agree. I agree. 
Well, you know, Charles, I, I'm again, I'm I'm super impressed uh, with, with your story, and I'm so glad uh, that uh, we had you here on the podcast because so much of you know our messaging we talk about is you know encouraging people to live bold, audacious lives, but you can't do that if things are holding you back. Right. You exactly. can't be the person you're supposed to be if you got old stuff that you haven't recovered from. You haven't over like and and, and maybe you don't know what's there because that probably sounds like a little bit like you weren't fully aware of the things holding you back, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I I wasn't aware of I just felt like <laughs> it always uh makes me laugh. Me and um Joe Pence. We uh, had a podcast out there called uh, God's Guinea Pig. Okay. That's how I felt. Mm. I felt like I was God's guinea pig growing up. Wow. You know, um, let's see if he can handle this. Okay, <laughs> right. he did that. Let's see if I can throw this in there. And right. let's see if he can handle that. Right, right. You know, and it's just God gives you and when I, when I say God, I mean any God. Any, because if you look yeah. at my dog tags, it says all. Because mm. I, I believe in, if you think that that shirt is your God and that gets you through the day, right? I'm not going to be the one to argue the point with you. You, you know? Um, but I think it, God gives you what you can handle. Mm. you know but um sometimes we don't realize that and sometimes we don't realize that some of the most difficult times in our lives like my homelessness was my crucible right and so you know sometimes we don't think that our worst times in our lives are going to be life-changing and uh, turn out to be the best times in our lives or the most worthwhile times in our lives. Mm. Such an important message. Such an important message. Yeah. I'm glad you made that point, Charles, because it does, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's again, we, we, we go through things, right? And we just got to get through them. And once mm -hmm. we can do that and, you know, you know, understand that because because the other thing about this, there's, there's there's things that happen to us for a specific purpose. Right. And there's things that make us get to a point where we're like, for example, you got to the point where you're at rock bottom homelessness and that's when you turn around and said, yes, now I know I can make my difference. And so congratulations on doing that, Charles. Congratulations on, 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 on all the work that you've done uh, and getting to where you are and being, and, and, and for me, the biggest part about it is that you've been able to uh, use your story to impact people in the way that you have. And, and, and that's really a part about living this best audacious life that we talk about here. And you're going to be bold enough to do that. And you've done that. Uh, yeah, for, for, our listeners that want to, for our listeners that want to hear more about you or your work or your books, where, where can we send them? Uh, LifelongExperience.net. Gotcha. Yep. And that's like one-stop shopping. It's got my social media. It's got the books. It's got everything. Awesome. And if I, if I can just put a shout out to um, Aware Recovery Care. They're in uh, multiple states. AwareRecoveryCare.com is where you can find um, the information on them. And what we do is we're an IHAP program. 
mm-hmm. um, in-home addiction treatment. And we meet the client where we're at. Like every other week, I play pool with a client. Okay. You know, every other week, I go for coffee with a client or I, I sit with a client at their house and right. talk about their recovery with them. Right. You know, um, we have the best stats for recovery that I've ever seen. And I just can't say enough good, good things about them, but we, um, I think if, if you are lucky enough to be in one of the States that we're in and you are struggling with addiction recovery, hit us up. Amazing. 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 Thank you, Charles. Thank you again, and, and, and congratulations, my friend. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Stay in touch. For sure. Back we are on the podcast, and I got to send my thanks and appreciation to Charles for being here and sharing your very, very powerful story. And and it's so amazing to hear what you're doing now, Charles. I I so love the way you've taken your pain and turned that into a superpower, and you're now using that to help others. I applaud you, my friend, and wish you and your son nothing but the best. You know, when I think back to my conversation with Charles, I so appreciated uh, so much of what he had to say. You know, but if there's just one thing that I would take from our chat, it would have to be this. It was Albert Einstein who once said, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Life is full of ups and downs, and, the, and one day you might feel like you have it all figured out, then in a moment's notice, you've been thrown a curveball. You're not alone in these feelings. Everyone has to face your own set of challenges and learning how to overcome these challenges will help you stay centered and remain calm under pressure. The ups and downs in life are going to come and the only way to make the journey worthwhile is if you enjoy the good and learn from the bad. Whether you're trying to be a better leader or a better person, the ability to assess and evaluate where we're at versus where you wanna be is key to our overall self-improvement. It's something that you do not only for the benefit of yourself, but for the sake of those who look to you and you want to make a positive, audacious impact on. We've sadly come to the end of another edition of the most audacious podcast on the planet. I want to thank you uh, for being here. I appreciate the lovers of audaciousness, all those who who take the time to to click, uh, to send their likes, uh, to send the comments. I, I see them and I say thank you, thank you, thank you, and please keep it going. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.